When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World and for Midday of Madness. Let's go straight back to your calls. Brett Montgomery's not far away from joining us. He's joined the Giants as an assistant coach under Adam Kingsley. So we'll have a chat to him, find out what they're thinking game plan-wise under their new coach, whether they're going to speed up their ball movement, and if they are, how are they going to do it? That's the big question. It's okay to say it, but how are you going to do it? Uh, Alex in North Lake, John in Port Augusta, I know you're on the line. Heap of texts that I haven't read out yet as well. I'll get to those. And Mitch Webson is going to join us after 2 o'clock. So looking forward to having a chat to Mitch. Find out from him uh, what he thinks about, uh, well, who's going to be the second spinner in India, I suppose. (laughs) Don't forget all four tests of the India series are live here on SEN. Adam Collins will take you through the first test action alongside Daniel Norcross and Pete Lawler. Gerard Waitley will bring you the second test as well. It's all here. Live on SEN. Alex in Northlake, welcome to you, Alex. You want to talk cricket? G'day, Dwayne. Um, the the pr- private jet that you're proposing to bring Stephen Smith back, would that include having seats for uh, Ashton Agar and um, the Wild Thing? Yeah, for those who didn't hear yesterday, whoever is in the final gets to get on the jet. So if your team's in the final uh, and Ashton Agar, well, why didn't they play Morris the other night, Alex? Why? Because they have a yeah. program of uh, resting players. Yeah, so he'll, he'll definitely be playing. So um, he makes the final. Or do they have a program of not playing the guys who aren't going to be playing? So in the Sixers' regard, are they a little worried if they're all of a sudden relying on Steve Smith to win them games that they're going to not have him for the final? Are you better off not playing the guys and resting the guys who you're not going to have in the final? And Morris would be one of them. Yeah, that's very logical. Hmm. Maybe logical, but maybe illogical because it's illogical that they can't come back. So, yes, as I mentioned yesterday, on the private jet, I'm happy to get all those whose teams are in the final back here. If it's Usman Kawaja, if it's Manus Labashain, if it's Mitch Swepson, if it's Matt Renshaw, if it's Dave Warner, if it's Steve Smith, whoever it is, um, uh, Todd Murphy, um, whoever. If you're in the final, Lance Morris, Ashton Agar, get them back here for the final. Come on, guys. Um, thanks for your call. John in Podagasta, you want to talk some cricket too? Welcome to you, John. Yeah, hi, Dwayne. Yeah, no, I love this debate who's the best or the rest of it. You know, like, <laughs> as I said to you, the best batsman I've ever seen is Viv. Reasonably comfortably. Greg Chappell right in there. Uh, Kumak Sangakara gets forgotten. He was a great player. Ricky Ponting, obviously, Tendulkar, all those blokes. Steve Smith will wait and see in his career. But you're right, I mean, Greg Chappell gets forgotten because some people see him as a loop and whatever else. But he averaged something like 50, 70, 14 super tests. And mm. he is the most stylish batsman. He makes Mark War look like a country hack. He fairly can <sighs> dead, mate. You, you saw him, I saw him. Some of the listeners that are a bit too young wouldn't have seen him. He's a beautiful player. And I really rate him enormously. I just saw the tail end of Ian Chappell. Heard enough, you know, 
some people say the back of your life they take in Eddie Gregg and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's a fascinating debate. Thanks, mate. Great to have you, John. Yeah, every era has that kind of... I mean, we talk, I talk about McEnroe fondly as being one of the greatest of all time artists of tennis. He had Borg. He had Connors to beat. I mean, Borg was... He was rock uh, beyond Borg. I mean, it's hard to believe that Borg retired at the age of 26, but he was the dominant force of tennis. So McEnroe had to get through Borg and get through Connors. Um, you know, that's the, the the toughness of your era also has a bearing on what your record ends up saying. Brett Montgomery's been good enough to join me from the Giants. He's joined the Giants after, well, a premiership career at Port Adelaide, an assistant coaching career at a number of clubs with the Dogs for a long time. And his polish has been brought to the Giants and it's going to be pretty valuable. Welcome to you, Brett. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Dwayne, it's great to be here. So what is it like? It's a new year, new era for the Giants. It absolutely is, mate. It's um, obviously the the appointment of a new coach um, brings a lot of new things. It brings a new game style. It brings new ideas. And, and this particular situation has brought a lot of new staff into the place too. So and we're coming off the most recent draft where we were able to bring seven new players in. So you're absolutely right with your, your new era. So what's the mix like? You've, it's you, Adam Kingsley, you've got Ben Hart, Jeremy Laidler as well. So it's a, sort of a new mix of ideas as well. It's not like you've brought one guy new into a group. It's a a whole, it's like a new band. It's like a super group getting together, working out what songs you're going to play. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. There's, there's certainly a lot of ideas sharing and uh, throwing around things that go late into the days because, as you mentioned, there is so many um, great experiences across the board. And um, it is a, a very, very new coaching group with only the, um, the one existing or remaining coach being Craig Jennings, who also brings a lot of great thought and ideas from his time, particularly at Melbourne. So... You obviously know Adam pretty well. You're both premiership players at Port, so there's an affinity there, although the game's changed a bit. I'm leading to a question that I've got to ask you because we've, I've been hearing a lot of people say we're going to play faster, a quicker brand of footy, a more attacking brand of footy, and it's okay to say it, but sometimes it's tough, a lot tougher to do it. You were at Port Adelaide when Port played like that eight, nine years ago and had their defenders with the automatic mindset of as soon as you got it, go. And then there was a an instruction, I understand, to, to slow it, take a beat for a second and assess what you're kicking to or what you're handballing to when you play on because opposition teams were ready for Port to play it. So it's almost as if Port changed. How do you see that evolution going? Yeah, I think sometimes, I think you make a really great observation. I think you can have all the right intentions for the excitement and um, the energy in which you want to play and sometimes you can become your own worst enemy and your own worst critic and and sometimes you can ha- you, sort of, you can sort of handcuff yourself. So a mini order at times is always necessary. Um, I think what you will find with us is we are looking to be a lot more exciting. Um, and if if Richmond are, are a template for excitement, I think even the very best Richmond teams and the most successful Richmond teams have had great balance. So oh, look, we endeavour to play a little bit quicker, but we make sure that we um, we're teaching the right ways and the right structures to make sure that that's not done in a reckless fashion. So. No, we're looking to breathe some new life into the place and, of course, that needs to come with some excitement in the ball movement. So can I ask you how we have seen teams use, because of the stand rule, the 45-degree forward kick. So teams kick backward less, which is great. Teams are trying to go forward out of centre stoppage like Melbourne has that cut up the dogs in the grand final and won the flag doing that, that handball forward. I was watching, I've been to Geelong training earlier today, Brett, and they were doing a lot of you know, stationary drills. But is, is the forward... Is the 45-degree forward handball 
going to be something that can be used more creatively. Even though there's not a lot of space around midfield stoppage to use it, there hasn't been a lot of space for the inside 45-degree kick into the corridor either, and yet teams just take it on. How are you going to do it? Yeah, the, the forward handball or, or the ball that gets momentum from hand is certainly something I think you're going to see across the board. With a, yeah, with a few of us a little bit late to, to come to the party, and there's been some teams that have really taken some metres and momentum through forward handballs the other teams haven't been able to catch up to. So I think you're right. I, I think that the game is, is well past slow and backwards and, and keepings off. And thank God for, for teams like Geelong, the way they played last year in Richmond over the last decade, that take the ball forward. And, and again, as I said, breathe new life into the way the game should be played. So we'll, we'll be one of those teams. We won't look, be looking to give up territory and we will be looking to take ground. So, yeah, the forward handball is certainly one of those um, pieces, pieces to that arsenal of weaponry for sure. But it's dangerous because you've got a new coach and if all of a sudden you get broken apart... I mean, Sam Mitchell, we know he's got five years to get it right at Hawthorne. So whatever happened last year happened. There were some really, really good moments for Sam Mitchell to say, yes, this new game-style attacking game-style is going to work for you. And then there were some bad moments where, you know, they got torn apart doing it. But overall, it was... I think it was pretty successful. So it is, is it a danger with a new group that you might get taken to the cleaners a couple of times early on? Oh, there's some danger in it. There's, there's no doubt. And I think Adam's been really upfront with the playing group around. We're going to make some mistakes. Um, we're not going to get it right right from the from the get-go at the start of the season. But we think what we're doing and what we're teaching and what we're educating, educating at the moment is in balance. It's not just all out attack. Um, rest assured, mate, I, I'm, we're, we're putting some things in place to make sure that we can manage some risk around how fast, how exciting we want to play. So whilst it, it may look a little bit more daring and it, and it may take on a new speed, we're making sure that we've got enough in balance to, to make sure we're, we're in good hands if things don't go well. So, yes, it won't be perfect early, I'm sure. What about your list? You did lose a couple of key guys, but how do you see your list? Well, it's, a, it's got a lot of um, exciting, key, core, mature players at the top, and you, you only need to get out on the track with people like Toby Green and Josh Kelly and Steve Canelio. And even Lockie Whitfield, who's coming back from, a, from an ankle reconstruction, to see that they've got great core mature players. Yes, to lose Taranto and Hopper was a blow, no doubt. But I'm sure that opens the door for people like O'Halloran and Finn Callahan to get their start that maybe stalled a little bit last year. So, yeah, we've got a couple of really good players going out the door, key, key mature on ballers. But we've got a few coming in that um, are just... I think they're really thirsty and have got an appetite for that um, for that opportunity. So there's a couple just to name and reporting seven new kids that are high talent, as well as we brought in Toby Bedford from Melbourne, who's been from a really strong system, another one craving opportunities. So I think the list is in good shape. Um, it's a work in progress, there's no doubt. Um, we've got some exciting players, as I mentioned, around sort of that two, three-year sort of um, bracketing Tom Green and, and, and Isaac Cumming and, and some other guys that, again, they're looking to, to stamp their authority and become leaders around the place. So Toby Green, is he more a midfielder in your eyes or is he a forward because he's so damaging in both spots? I think Toby is no doubt in the conversation Dwayne as being one of the best players in the competition. Now, I know that at times can be quite controversial, but I think that's mainly as a forward. Yeah. just because he has the ability to go inside and, and do some magical things and uh, change momentum of, of games, no doubt. I see him as a forward, and I think Adam does the same. OK, so we'll get ready for that. Aaron Cadman, will he play alongside him? How 
far away is he going to be? We we often get impatient with big guys, but uh, will we see him early in the season? Yeah, I'd like to think so, Dwayne. He certainly hasn't put a foot wrong so far. He's only slight in build. Um, incredibly athletic. He gets across the ground really well. Um, so I, I don't see why not. We'll have to take a look at... Obviously, we'll, we'll have the dilemma with Harry Himmelberg, who's a, a pivotal piece for us, and whether he plays forward and back. And at the moment, he's spending his time as a forward uh, just to make sure that we've got some insurance if Aaron isn't ready to go early in the season. But we're really excited, really hopeful that he'll play some meaningful footy early. So Himmelberg will go back if Cabman can fill the spot, do you think? Potentially, potentially. We had Jesse Hogan up and running and fully fit yep. and uh, at the top of his game. And Jake McCarty comes on like we believe he can. Um, yeah, that, that conversation will definitely need to be had. And I see Harry as one of these types that he could potentially be an All-Australian centre-half back. And, and, and at the moment, he's running around the forward line um, playing role for us because we need him. And, and that's where it sits. Who are you going to get to test yourselves against in the pre-season? We understand the... The fixture for the main preseason game is about to come out. We've found out four or five of them already, even the AFL hasn't released it. Do you know who you're going to get to test yourself against? Yeah, so, Dwayne, we've opted to play against ourselves over in Canberra. So that's just to, again, get on the road and have a look at that because of the, the, the frequency in which we play there. And then we'll take on the Gold Coast here at Blacktown. So we'll just go in with a one internal and one organised practice game against the Gold Coast. OK, and, uh, and overall... Um, the, I mean, your belief is that you can get yourselves up the ladder fairly quickly. I know you're not going to tell me, hey, we can win the flag, but um, what you, you've got a pretty big upside, haven't you, if you get things right? Yeah, I think we, I mean, we, we agree with exactly where you've gone with that. We, we believe there's a huge amount of upside in this list, in the, not just the core mature players and not just the exciting new ones that we've been able to get in the recent draft. We think there's a little bit of untapped talent through that mid part of the list. Guys looking for opportunity. Guys looking for more role to attach themselves to. So, yeah, it's early. We don't really want to get into specifics, but we share exactly that view. Um, the upside is enormous. And one little nasty one. You obviously have to have a great chemistry as a group and a club to retain players. And it is going to be a difficult one, maybe forever, for the Giants. But the Swans have been able to work it out. So is that a, another brief as coaches that you really have to sort of nurture this group and make sure this group becomes so tight that no one ever breaks away? Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair. I think the Swans are a great template, great example. Um, Adam, myself, come from, and, and, and yourself included, we coming from Port Adelaide, we, we were predominantly from elsewhere other than South Australia, even though we had some great South Australians in that team. We were, it was important to be family. It was important to be close. It was important to rely on those around the club and this is one of those clubs, and, and only as recent as this morning we had a we had a good group discussion around that. You know, the importance of family here is it more important than any other club? Well, it probably is for retention, not only for for day to day living, and but also for the retention of our young players. So, very very important, Dwayne. Yeah, people don't quite understand that, but some of the greatest Port Adelaide players of all time, even in the Sandville days, weren't actually from Port Adelaide. I mean, they came from other parts of Australia and from other parts of SA. They just ended up getting there and that felt like their home as if they'd been there forever. Hey, great to have you, Brad. I really appreciate you getting expansive with me on the game plan stuff. It's intriguing to me and uh, good luck pre-season. We'll see you round one. Thanks, Jane. Pleasure, mate. Brett Montgomery joining us. Giants assistant coach. Back to a few of your calls. 
after the break. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll add that to the list of games coming up in that one community series series that we're going to have. So the Giants will host the Gold Coast at Blacktown. We know that we were told last week the Adelaide Crows are heading to the West to play probably against the West Coast Eagles. Um, Sydney, I think, uh, did they say they were hosting Carlton as well? Uh, St Kilda, we were told by Lenny Hayes, they've either got Essendon or Melbourne at RSEA Park in their one big one. Geelong's heading up to Brisbane to take on the Lions. That should be a ripper as well. And I think it was Dom who told us yesterday off the text that Hawthorne and Collingwood will also play in that one round. So there's not many more games we need before we've got them all. And the AFL might as well release them today. We'll take a break. You're with Dwayne's World.